Hi, welcome to Cinema Buns. I'm Ritter. I'm Mike. I'm Kevin. And, uh... Wow, no bit this time? I've never had a bit. I've been dry that of bits. That is bullshit. That I'm, is some BS. I'm shooting blanks. I'm not funny. <laughs> he, he needs some Viagra bit. I've been, um, I've been reading all of your comments and tweets. I get it. <laughs> I'll uh, stop saying racial slurs. This man literally <laughs> watched this movie twice and has no bits for it. He literally had to look up what his opinion was on one movie before we could... Um, what do you guys think of VR chat? I honestly, uh, I t- I think it's the next evolution in the human process uh, of in the in human this human social process. Yeah, that's eventually, than my answer. Uh, we don't make need a movie to. about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Iron Giant will be in it. And, yeah, and, uh, and then maybe I'll be played first to the egg. I'll and- be played by Ty Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of cringe dialogue. Some girl that thinks she's ugly because she has a tiny spot on the side of her face. That makes yeah. her look so cool. Yeah. 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 No, don't look at me. I'm ugly. Dude, that makes you look rad. Mm-hmm. All right. Today, guys, we're reviewing Ready Player One. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. no uh, today, we are talking about Belle, the uh, new movie by... Uh, Mamoru Mom- Hosoda. Yes. One of my favorite Japanese uh, anime directors. Please tell us what Head else of- they uh, made. Head of Studio Chizu, or at least he started Studio Chizu. I mean, most most famous for um, the girl through, who leapt through time, um, which is like what his logo, his, the the Studio Chizu logo is. It's yeah, the girl sleeping through time. I, I when that came up on the screen, I was like, ah, I know that silhouette. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, like, I've not that, seen cause... that movie yet. Really? No, I I just I keep forgetting that that's a movie I need to watch. Honestly, and I'm like. Crap. <laughs> It's pretty good. I know. I'll, I need to watch it. He, I just he keep also directed a few episodes of uh, a few, if not all of them, of uh, S- Samurai Champolo. Ooh. Champolo? Champlu? Champlu. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, and like um, a, a lot of people would probably know him for uh, the American version of Digimon the movie. Yes. Uh, because I think Digimon the movie was not a movie in Japan originally. It was like a TV special. Yeah. And then like. When they ported it, over. ported it, <laughs> a port, localized. When, when they, they localized, when it, they localized yeah. it, they turned it into a movie by adding like an extra second story to it. I think it's like the actual Digimon movie is like one half of it, and then like completely something else, the second half, just so that the runtime is long. That's yeah. wild. I but, did not know uh, that. Yeah, he's done quite a few great movies. A big uh, fan of uh, personification of the internet. Because it's like he, this, Summer Wars, and uh, Digimon the movie. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow, let, that is wild. So, like let's... Crap. Okay, before we get into that conversation, Mike, what is Belle about? So, Belle is about a nerdy girl, kind of, in the backwaters of what she thinks is... And it's about this country girl in Japan who basically <laughs> um, is kind of, you know, like... a teenager kind of lost in the world and what she wants to be and do with her life and she thinks she can't sing or something as i understood it from the beginning i'm probably not the best like you watched the movie right i did watch the movie it's just there's a lot of a lot of themes going on and i was trying to keep up with all of it 
This is a giant ass aspect on this, of <laughs> okay. the main character. This <laughs> is a movie about a country girl in Japan who is dealing with the loss of her mother and has since gotten serious anxiety with just interacting with people and become very uh, secluded. And it's kind of about her rediscovering her passions and her bravery through this new metaverse called you where why would you say metaverse because <laughs> i don't know the, but they, uh, no it's because for, that's uh, the facebook yeah. thing yeah. uh people will uh basically you sign in it automatically generates an avatar for you and you're anonymous like you would be in vr chat or whatever so uh it basically gives her a shield so she can actually express herself and sing because she loves to sing but she doesn't do it anymore because how secluded she's become into herself. Well, it's more than that because uh, her mother is the one that showed her music. Yeah. And then uh, the passing of her mother like traumatized her enough to stop doing music. Yes, that's how I wanted but to explain this entire part. The thing is, she, she hasn't truly stopped doing music. She just... She would write and then... Uh, not do anything with and, it. No, she would write and throw it in the trash. Yeah. Um, And whenever she would try to sing, like she would just throw up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about her going through that. It's also just Beauty and the Beast yep. in VR. Yeah. Um, okay. I wanted to get the introduction so people knew what this was about before we go into the next section. I think Mamaru really likes personifying the internet because a lot of the stuff he's done has been, the actual stories have been internet-based, like Digimon and stuff like that. But I think if we were to delve deeper, I think he actually knew that the internet even late 90s, early 2000s, he knew the internet was going to blow up. <laughs> and like digital art, digital music, digital everything just continuously got more popular. So I think he was a renaissance man for kind of trying to like inform people, kind of inform people and develop stories around the fact that, hey, like, in time, the internet's going to be the main way people socialize. Mm. So he wants to build stories around that because fucking Summer Wars came out in oh, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, at that time, the internet was like lively. Yeah. But it was still pretty early. VR wasn't a real thing yet. I mean, I didn't discover the internet till after till around 2013, 2012. So Mike didn't even know what a computer was. <laughs> I knew what a computer was. I just he thought it was a fancy calculator. No, it was the it was the magic box that gave him anime. Yeah, it was it was the magic box that gave me anime and let me play video games with my friends. And the anime it. box. Yeah, it's not a computer. It's an anime box. I was I don't know. I would say like in two thousand nine, we've already because like Facebook was already big. Um, people already had like social profiles. Um, and uh, but shit like that yeah, but I think he was looking more towards what it's going to become. Where it's just like uh yeah it's. It's you. It's a personification of you yeah. out in cyberspace with like a degree of anonymity. Yeah, because like, because I mean, you are right. During that time, Facebook was a thing, and that was when people were f like fully understanding that like some people have a distinction between like their digital interactions and their real world interactions. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. they were living two lives almost and shit. I think like there's some aspects of it. Like basically, since the beginning, uh, people. Uh, since the inception of uh, anonymous internet chat rooms <laughs> have always like pretended they were someone else. Yeah. 
I mean, like we all use like the female avatars when we play video games, right? Actually, right. When I played video games, right? I used Kevin only you only used right. Wally, sorry. <laughs> I actually was the one that used the Fable avatar for my Xbox profile. <laughs> you, you know the little face, the Fable kid. I, can, I can't. I yeah. I can't make fun of you. I had Master Chief as my Xbox yeah, 360. See? I'm pretty sure I also had. I'm pretty, actually, you had every, a you had an anime girl. Had okay, av- you had an anime girl. Just accept it. Just That's accept, not. Just say you had Camino. Yeah. That, was that was that in the 360 avatar? Like, yeah. I don't know. You had Cortana as your. <laughs> I wish Cortana was there. <laughs> Cortana getting her feet washed by Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a reference to an old to an internet photo. But um, I all his movies are really good. Because they they range in story complexity from being kind of abstract of what they're actually trying to convey, or on the far end, I would say like Boy and the Beast, which honestly isn't too abstract, but that's what I'm trying to say. And then Mirai, which is like literally walking you through what's happening. But all his movies share that they are explaining complex life like events mm-hmm. in the simplest way that anyone who watches it can understand that's what i think uh he definitely... i don't know did you hear me try to explain this movie it was so botched <laughs> yeah he uh definitely takes um a lot of just seldom used concepts or uh, parts of real life that aren't uh, often seen in uh in anime yeah like uh everything in uh anime are often just like uh so perfect or at the very least uh, status quo or no uh, not that like oh uh, just okay. like re uh not realistic well of course it's anime but whatever but like uh he puts a degree of realism in there but like having uh characters that don't have um just perfect anime designs. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like specifically in Bell, we have uh, the main character having freckles, which is never seen in like. She also anime. has bags under her eyes like, <laughs> the entire time. Uh, her dog is missing her right paw. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, shit like that. But yeah. Uh, oh, and I think like uh, I think some kids with like disabilities, like shit like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the like just some of his movies are very well written. Like Mirai, I, I recently watched that is very good because literally the movie is just about like a kid growing up and learning how to be a brother yeah. and how to not be an only child anymore. Yeah, yeah. And- is that you? Is that why you? Is that why you? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> no, I loved when my sister was born. I was like, heck yeah! All the adults are now like. On her, I can go play video games all I want and be undisturbed. My, Mike's dream was to be the ignored child. <laughs> honestly, honestly, kinda. I loved like you know when you have family events, especially when they're at your Finally, house. Finally, someone else to eat the tamales. Well, no, I love the no tamales. someone I'm always to, gonna get some. someone to get all Hold their on. like uh, aunties to pinch their cheeks and just fucking just smother that, and smooch yeah, them. He's exactly on the on the <laughs> like. Here's the thing. So when my sister was born, right. I was like, great, how am I going to take but care of But you already had a brother, though. I had a brother, but he was roughly the same age as, you know, he was close to my age. So it's like, you know, I think we did. He we... wasn't the baby. He yeah. wasn't the baby. Yeah, the baby. Yeah, so like. <laughs> hey, <laughs> shut up! Oh, Get out of my head! 
<laughs> they are both trying to do a bit right now, and they both just did it at the same Let's time. Let's go. <laughs> Get out of my head, Ming. You're in my head. Get out of my head. But, but yeah, so like, uh, I was the weird child that was like, when we had family gatherings, I would just hold up in my room and not engage with anybody that downstairs. That is not the world child. That all the kids, all the that kids, is a lot of kids. All the kids but and like, all the cousins hung out. Here's at the thing. Here's the, the thing. Kids room. Here's the thing, though. I would be forced down to go be with everybody all the time before my <laughs> sister was born because I needed to be around. Wait, but I, when I, my sister was born. It didn't matter anymore because everyone was focused on my sister. I could easily slip away and yeah, yeah. everyone would leave me alone. It was perfect. Mike, well, ha- Mike had time to still ignore the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, during family gatherings, uh, was there like a large pool of uh, kids and cousins that like were all stuck together while all the adults were just drinking? Sometimes. The thing is, uh, when it was my dad's side's parties, it was mainly adults, so like I, you know, it was mainly adults. So I never really interacted. What am I going to talk to them about? Their their taxes and like their like whatever they're doing with their jobs. Yeah, I know. I'm but like, like they're all they're all like family. People I'm like and they bring nine, their kids everywhere, <laughs> but not all of them had kids. Oh, okay, now, at least on my dad's side. On my mom's side, we never really had part. It would be my uh, my grandparents who would always host those parties. Oh, so I wouldn't even be home, and that's where I would actually have all my cousins that were around my age there. Mm. On my dad's side, I didn't have very many cousins that were around my age, so I was just kind of like, we, we the the year disparity was so much that yeah, you know yeah. there was there was no common ground to find. Yeah, yeah, because like every family gathering that I was in, um, it was always the whoever's house it is, um, the child of that house, like their room is where all of the younger generation. Yeah, and you're out. absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> like when it was my mom's side, yeah, all the kids would be together. Uh, and, and just play we would be that, playing Mortal Kombat and it was that kid's like uh, role to host <laughs> and keep us entertained with their singular right. PS2 it, and yeah. one controller it, it was the <laughs> you got games in your room yeah. <laughs> no uh, we'd play uh, Mortal Kombat 4 and we just make place bets and we do the yeah, tournament yeah. little thing and we just all and then you just or do you and then you made them all CPUs yeah and then made them all CPUs and then we would just be like watch them throwing like mo- like these fake uh these uh, poker chips down, being like, uh, <laughs> put me a hundred for uh, a scorpion. <laughs> so I'm not proud of this, but there was one family gathering I really didn't want to go to mm-hmm. because I recently got Oblivion. Yo, my so guy! I brought my Xbox to my uncle's house. Yeah, and I hooked it up to their TV oh, and just, just played Oblivion in their living room. I just uh, sat. In their living room, playing Oblivion the whole time. And my aunt came in and goes, oh, what's this? I'm like, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. What do you do in it? A lot. (laughs) Perfect. I was just like, you fight monsters and you complete quests. And And you talk to girls and and you maybe maybe hold their hands. And she's like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, well, I just joined the Assassin's Guild. So I'm working to kill this guy, but I have to stay in this room until a certain time so I can make this thing fall on him. And she's like, Oh, well, have fun <laughs> and walked away, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's Mar- that's a uh, Mariai and a Mariai. I can't even say Mariai. Mariai. There we go. Maribel. Maribel. Anyways, yeah. So that's what the brothers going. Yeah, essentially. Uh, for those that know, Bell is just about a VTuber. Everyone is a VTuber. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, 
It's just about a girl who's using her online identity to express her music because yeah. to get through her trauma. Um, so you like um, resonated more with uh, Mirai, whereas like I stuck with Wolf Children more. I I haven't seen Wolf Children. Okay, so I'll say that. Um, oh, I, I know why Wolf Children stuck with you. Why? Because it was. Just Are you calling me a furry? You <laughs> fucking idiot! <laughs> For, I'm gonna <laughs> take bitch, myself and up. my wolf tail away. <laughs> um, no, that's not it. It was a really nice story. Shut up! No, well, the story's sad and heartbreaking. What yeah, do you I know. Mean? So <laughs> let's let let's get back to yeah. Let's Belle. get back to Bell. So. Immediately, the trailers are all about a girl who's singing, right? Yeah. And literally, the first thing on my mind as soon as the movie started is I'm like, this better have a good soundtrack, or I swear to God, this is going to be the worst. There's no point to this movie. Mm -hmm. And then the first song started, and I'm like, fuck, this is a bop. We're good. (laughs) I I I remember talking to you in the theater about that, too. I I was in my seat, and I was like, this shit's good. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I have... Since watching it, I have consistently, when I start work, just started with the soundtrack uh-huh. just to get me focused on my job and get yeah. through the initial shit. Um, the soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. How, now, oh, yeah. Uh, speaking to Kevin about You this, guys are pointing at me. Stop um, pointing. Yes. You watched both uh, subbed and, and dubbed. So, so was there a difference? So these motherfuckers uh, saw it in Japanese, actually, with me. Um <laughs> So we all, we all saw it together, <laughs> subbed, um, and then uh, I told them all to fuck off, um, and then saw it by myself again uh, with the English dub. So you can very you can clearly see this like on Spotify. There is an English soundtrack and a Japanese soundtrack. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't yes. know that. Um, and I like the English soundtrack more. Oh, really? <laughs> I have to listen to I have to listen to it. I've listened to the English. <laughs> I'm list. I've listened to the English Kevin soundtrack, died. and I'm surprised you said that because, I mean, I, I see it more in the first song because in the first song there's like you a a chorus line of no 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 and it leads. I think it sounds better in Japanese because the no 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 leads into the Japanese words for the next set of lyrics. Yeah. Meanwhile, in English, it seems like more of a jarring like break to start saying the English words. Like it doesn't flow as well as it does in Japanese. I I disagree because uh, the now don't get me wrong, the English version still sounds great. Yeah, so Kylie McNeil does a fantastic job. I think I, I don't think she's ever done anything major uh, since uh, before this movie, um, and they really were able to grab someone that uh, was like the total package, someone who could act and sing, um, and kind of like the same uh vocal tone as mm-hmm. uh the original um but yeah it's uh the the soundtrack um is also like one of the few times that i've ever seen um japanese lyrics localized and then uh recontextualized so that it makes sense like musically because okay. like whenever you see like uh an English version of a song, mostly just like in fan covers or whatever, whenever it's like, like a direct translation. It's a it's a direct translation and they uh even though they make like an effort to uh, make it rhyme or have a rhyme scheme, there's still like a, a missing aspect of musicality uh 
where it they're like missing like like rhythm or it's not doing anything um it's not meshing well with the actual it's it, yeah it does, it it, it g- generally it's usually always like too wordy or there are like too many um syllables to like fit um the 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 melody that was original that was in the original song like uh that was originally in the uh, Japanese song. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they try to get like the English translation for it and then pare it down to the same amount of syllables as the Japanese uh, thing and then just sing the melody on top of it, there's still something missing. But um, the entire soundtrack uh, where all of the vocal songs are in because like they, they didn't translate any of the instrumental songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I they think they all- should have. They all <laughs> they all stand out as like kind of just their own thing. Like uh, they are the same melody as the original soundtrack, um, but they still follow like creative rhyme schemes, um, okay. so that it doesn't feel like it's a translated Japanese song. Because so the, like whenever so the English thing just is a whole different beast on its own. Like it, it can be considered completely separate from the Japanese version. It can be but it also um like uh listening to the lyrics and then uh reading the translated uh lyrics of the japanese version um the meaning is still like the same like she's still saying the same things uh but uh because you're like listening to it in english you can actually feel like get more of the story so it's a remake instead of a remaster (laughs) Uh, the the great thing about like listening to the soundtrack, uh, which I've done many a times, um, is that if you listen to it from the first track to the end track, you can get the entire movie. Yeah, by just like listening to the entire thing, and also uh, you just looking at the titles and shit. Which, by the way, is also just good sound design <laughs> soundtrack. Yeah, because like the entire soundtrack has like uh, uh shit that I love, like just little light motifs. Uh, quotes to previous songs, um, uh, uh, foreshadowing like motifs in early songs that uh, foreshadow big songs that are down later in the movie. That final song still makes me. Um, I, still makes me feel things. <laughs> I hear uh, this isn't the same song, but let me your voice still like just plays in my head every once in a while. Um, but yeah, so uh, which but like listening to the English soundtrack like gives me a uh, greater. Uh, a bit of like appreciation for like the entire thing so what you're saying is you only like music that you understand <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely yep um i mean to be fair i'm the same way i appreciate the song more than when i understand it so do, what did you think of the soundtrack then mike i mean did you care that's that's, that's a loaded <laughs> question <laughs> no what are you implying okay. motherfucker <laughs> so let me say that's okay. a loaded question did you s- did you get as much out of the soundtrack like like Kevin did or I did? Absolutely or, not. I can tell you that <laughs> all the. F- were you just like, yeah, the songs were okay? No, I, I really read. liked the songs, but I didn't. Here's the thing. First of all, it's a lot different to read than it is to like listen to a song because you don't feel <laughs> like. Don't get me wrong. I liked the music regardless. Yeah, the music was really good, but also I should also point out that i am probably not the best when it comes to this is why we have I'm you not here. deep we want the bad taste so, so, uh, like <laughs> metrics resurrections was better than spider-man far from home 
Or oh, that God. Attack of the Clones Listen, is the best Star Wars movie. I like it, but anyways. No, like, okay. It, it's, it's so sad because I don't ever dig deep when I go when I go watch something. I never go in for the underlying yeah his balls stay dry he doesn't get <laughs> balls deep <laughs> i don't get i don't get ball- I, my my the the bottom of my feet he get wears a little, three condoms <laughs> get a little moist and that's about it <laughs> but like yeah so it's like so i really liked it though like i think they were really good music i found them really enjoyable i didn't make the connection obviously that fit was like the storyline within the song mm-hmm. obviously Man, i wasn't thinking that hard i usually shut off my brain and my brain's like Yay! Yeah, the no, music. No, but the you can also just kind of like close your eyes and then let the music take you through. Yeah, yeah and that's basically what I did. Um, because I'll tell you right now, I don't remember any of the words that I even read from the song. <laughs> like, I'm pretty all. sure one said wind. I saw a gust, <laughs> wind, and I think Jesus I think Christ. love. I think it was somewhere in there. Um, but that's about it. No, yeah, I thought the music was fantastic. The the opening song is such a great opening song because it's bombastic. Oh, yeah, it's it's awesome. bombastic. It gets you in the mood. Oh yeah, and it's then, Millennium Parade. Yeah, yeah it gets me then, into the the next what I'm about to jump. And into. then once it gets into the story, it kind of starts off slow and it builds you back up to that level. Yeah, because it's not like higher because uh, the movie starts in Meteor Res where Belle is already famous. Yeah, um, and then it just flashes back. It's like okay, this is actually when she this is how, when she started her account. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um visuals this movie looked fantastic yeah so uh everything in the real world um is animated in 2d traditionally every like everyone else um and then everything in we we didn't say anything about this internet world the app is called you the avatars are called as's yes and it's created by uh some mystery company called voices None of this is important because <laughs> it doesn't it's, matter. It's <laughs> the users that are important. It's like uh, they, they act like some sort of uh, chaotic neutral god. Yeah, that lets <laughs> that lets shit uh, that creates so much and lets shit whatever happen. Yeah. Um. But it anyways, is the wild west of yeah everything. I view feel- the app is in three D and uh it. I mean, looks there really are, good in 3D. There are some 2D elements, but I mean, they're kind of used more to time save in mm. certain areas. But no, all the 3D models they use are super high yeah. res, super high quality, as opposed to the berserk. Yeah, it, no, it's all it's all yeah. um, cel shaded and uh, looks good. Not as good as like Guilty Gear Exert or whatever. No, but, <laughs> but uh, nothing will ever get good as that. But I, yeah. I I also think this is a slightly more realistic depiction of what a metaverse would look like. Stop if, saying metaverse. Yes. Don't give. Don't yes. give Mark we, Zuckerberg. We, we, are you saying we only see the the only the ten percent of the um, <laughs> I, the, the U universe, and that's what we're seeing here? And then yes. there's the other ninety percent of the underbelly. Exactly. I, I think it's more real. There's I, like a billion users, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. is there any like uh, company that has a billion users? Because I don't think Facebook even has that. But it. But you got to think of it as know. U as just the internet. I think where it's like. If you use you, you're basically just accessing the internet. Right, no, the Oasis. I, I, I yeah. don't and think Ready that's one. true. <laughs> because the main character had been using internet and stuff before going into you. Yeah, yeah but Susan... you could also use you like in the with the internet. Yes, but only after you have a you account. But they but she was already using the internet before she even had an account with you. Yeah, but like the way I see it, 
is like you is just another internet explorer. You think? <laughs> okay, so you is just internet plus. Yes, that's okay. literally what I see it as. Make, okay. Because yeah. I was, I I thought you were saying it was like the only way to access no, the internet no, no, at that point. No. Um. But oh, I do like how in the movie they touch they touch on the fact that like a lot of people just lie online. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Hosoda does uh, an interesting, like, just realistic take on the internet and in that uh, people, like, do lie. Uh, everyone um, is totally different from their avatars. Like, one of my favorite bits is that uh, uh, Hiro and Suzu are interviewing... Um, there's, we, there's a bunch of characters we haven't mentioned. But there's a, there's a, a dragon that beats up a bunch of people. Yeah. They're trying to figure out, like, the dragon's real identity... Uh, and he's been a part of like this martial arts circle, so they're interviewing all of his past matches and shit. Um, the people from his past matches and shit, and like they'll have like a big tough guy avatar, and then it's just like see them in actual... not just a house mom. Uh, it's just a, a surgeon or uh, like it's the, a kid, the yeah. one lady who's like I've got this super happy family and stuff. No, she's been pulling them off Google Images. Yeah, and, like her stock photos. Yeah, yeah her, her, her whole life is a lie. Her avatar is a baby because it's. Because she has the, like, thought that babies can get away with anything. Yeah. There's also, like, some, probably some aspect of, like, uh, babies get all the attention and she wants yeah. all the attention or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, the, uh, some, like, like there are things that uh, the movie doesn't delve on because it's, like, not important to the plot. But it's, like, the, yeah. the peripherals that um, Voices supplies you with to connect to you and create an AS, uh, like... The AS is based off of you as a person, your like desires, biometrics, yeah, and... shit, and all it takes is just two earplugs. Yeah, I was also thinking about that. And, I was like, man, and that it thing fucking just... uh, sort out onlines your brain and makes you connect. But your sight that's the thing, shit. though. You also like can you can still, you live in the still, real world. You still are in the real world. You too, couldn't. Though. You hold. You like have control over two bodies, and I have no idea. I, I have no idea how that like... works on your brain. I got. I gotta wonder if it's just some like switch to real. And then they can control their real world, and then switch to you. Like, I'm, I'm of because uh, like watching this movie twice. I'm um, of the impression that your avatar, your AS, is still standing where it was when you log off. Okay, that's what I was about to say. Because I'm like, I, I like to think of it as um, what's that one really old game or not game? Runescape. Uh, no, not Daisy. no. It's not a game. Not a game. It's not a game. It's a. Uh, it was a it was a show I think on Disney. Code Lyoko. Not not Code Lyoko, but we're getting to the right. We're going in the right direction. Remember, <laughs> Hack dot slash. No, what's the one thing where these guys had um? It was a card game, but it was also on their phone. Chaotic. Chaotic. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yes. It kind of worked. Okay, like. so so Ritter, okay. explain this for me. You know, okay, it. okay, yeah, explain yeah. the plot of chaotic. So, <laughs> no, just explain God. how the, no, no. how it so works. So here's the so chaotic was basically like these kids existed in like a uh there was like an online hub and then when they went to explore this world they kind of just went into the world and they would have to get to certain areas and then they could log back out um but then they could just log in wherever they wanted from there uh i because kevin your point throughout you there are certain points where like characters are quote-unquote trapped in certain areas or kidnapped kidnapped or whatever and my thought was just just fucking close the computer, just, bro. Just log out and log back in. <laughs> but but you're the, saying there's not a neutral spawn yeah. point. The, the thing I was talking about with chaotic though is like when they go into the virtual world, they're just on autopilot in real life. Yeah, like they're oh, still yeah, literally. But um, 
yeah let's 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 start exploring story elements then the uh the big the big motif the big motif that fucking they hit you with the giant ass bat across the face with is that this is just beauty and the beast and i can respect the beauty and the beast story it's not a bad story it's a good way to build up certain characters they did not need to go so hard on the setting the disney inspired uh... yeah because like (laughs) don't don't give disney credit that that's not a disney story that all of that the beast character no i mean like that's an adaptation but yeah the beast character is called dragon and like Mm. his castle like looks almost identical to the disney beauty and the beast castle and like they there's almost a couple scenes where it feels very much yeah. like they just lifted there's a the rose scene. And shit. Yeah. There's a rose room and then there's the ballroom where they do their dance and shit. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like you can do that. Just like ease up on just like where you got your inspiration hitting from me in the face with it. Oh, are you expecting like actually like the beauty and the beast story to be subtle or something? No, because like I, I understood I it that I, this was a adaptation of beauty and the beast i didn't yeah. need it to be subtle but i also didn't need them to directly lift scenes from disney's beauty and the beast i didn't want to be reminded of disney is what yeah, i was trying that, to do that was, was trying to was, was, that's a that's a better explanation yeah. for what i was trying to say yeah yeah thank you mike you're welcome thank you yeah i didn't want to be reminded of disney when watching this and that's what i felt that's what it felt like yeah. during the parts where it was heavily the parts where it wasn't directly beauty and the beast were great yeah Everything yeah. was great. And I love how the Gaston of the story is just a dude sponsored by a bunch of companies that doxes people when they act. Well, well no, because the, the, the chaotic neutral gods of you were just like, here, have this ability that lets you unveil. Like, So, so yeah, unveiling is just they show when you unveil someone, it shows what they actually look like in the real world and who they are. Yeah. So it's just doxing people. It's yeah. just this is who they are. This is what yeah, they look the, like. The yeah. companies don't have control over that. They just fund him. Yeah, no one does. Actually. They're his sponsors. But for some reason, voices gave him like yeah, that's what weird I was saying. Lion gun, and yeah. yeah, they just let it happen. And I and I just think it's so funny because I'm like, yeah, that's about right. And I like how the like so in the original Beauty and the Beast story, like Gas the Gas Gaston doesn't like Beast because he's a beast. And he literally kidnapped like the girl he likes. Mm. I'm not saying his actions were justified. I'm just saying you can play devil's advocate and understand where he's coming from. In right. this one, it's just a dude who's got a hard on for some guy who's too good at martial arts. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, like they're like he fights dirty. He was really crushing the martial arts. And I'm like, okay, if he's fighting dirty, that must mean it's allowed in the martial arts. Like. Well, uh, it's stuff. There, if so no, I don't like, know what's the point. I, if there's no like regulation, yeah. then yeah, no. It's the, kind of like in real life, you know, just, like the, there the are dirty moves. Asshole. Yeah, like there are dirty moves that are allowed. Well, yeah, but then the but, other, like, then you, you know, it's just considered. You're just but then why dirty. is he breaking the rules of you? Because Be- outside of it's those, unhonorable. But the other thing is, outside of those martial arts tournaments, he just chills in his castle and doesn't fuck with anyone. Actually, no, he trolls around and stuff like that still, too, though. He goes no, around. No, he was being chased by the justices. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Okay, yeah, you're right. He doesn't actually actively do anything right. to yeah, instigate he them. You're right. But I, he also, I think he just wants to be the de facto justice yeah, no, of the he, world because there is none. Judge, jury, and execution. He yeah. wants to be Judge Dredd, but not as cool. Yeah. 
yeah, all of all of his monologue dialogue is super cringe because you can just picture some like overweight high school kid just being like, "I am the justice of the world." I I just like the, he's a fedora. Peace. He's a fedora wearing a hundred percent. Discord mon. He's uh, got mon- so much karma on Reddit. No, it's just man. yeah, I know he's just a Discord mon. He, he's a Discord he, mon. He's a moderator on like four Discord servers, <laughs> and he he mentions it as often as possible. Yeah, and when he does, he links you to his uh, his LinkedIn resume, account, his resume or his LinkedIn account that's also has a bunch of sponsors on it. Yeah, that's how it works. So stupid, but um, but I mean, besides like the Beauty and the Beast elements, which. I wasn't too much of a fan of, but I wasn't truly against. I thought the rest of the story played out well. Um, it kind of has like a, a cliche anime ending of. Then everyone lived happily and ever. After. Yeah, I kind of I kind of wish they went into more detail of how it got resolved, but I can see why he's like, that's not important, though. What's yeah. important to know is that they resolved it. Yeah, I yeah, I guess. Yeah, the antagonist of the story. I would have liked to been more fleshed out. Like, I don't know. Like, the, you'd like to see like, what Justin looks like in the real world. No, I would have just liked to understand like why he has such a hard on for this for this dude to like get brought to justice. I I think like like let's say like he got he was actually in a fight with the dude and then like he felt like he did something dirty, so now he, that's why he's after him. Mm. Yeah, or that's something. True. Just a little bit of something. I because a lot of the characters they flesh out their real world like personalities yeah so that way you can kind of get an understanding of they act like this in the digital world because this is how they are in the real world right i kind of i do kind of wish wish, we saw the real version of justin who's just a little bit just a little bit and i don't i don't even need like a full 20 minute like mini arc of him Mm -hmm. a hand and then maybe like uh like the inspector gadget claw no no just just a hand hand and then like the in the background is like his like i don't know like his hand with a chips with a with a base coating of dorito dust (laughs) and And then empty mountain dew cans maybe maybe a mom yelling at him in the background or something like that you know give me something come eat your dinner okay but what uh try to think of it this way um, throughout the entire movie, you're actually only in the perspective of Suzu and Hiro, right? Yeah. Right. You actually, the camera naturally never leaves that spot. It's always with her. And you only know the information that she finds out. That's because, like, that's only how it, her information is important. Although that too, but that's also how the internet works. Yeah. Everything, yeah. E- everything from your perspective, for, from where you are on the internet is how you see it. And it's kind of up to you on how to interpret that information if they're lying, how they are into that real world. Because, like, the only glimpses we have of any other characters outside of the real world is through... Through monitor. It's through their monitor is what through what the, is, they show on the internet. Like, mm-hmm. the artist, the baseball player, the asshole mom. Yeah. Or, not a mom. The asshole true. wine yeah. aunt. Um, it's all... Uh, all through the eyes of what they post on the internet and what gets revealed through the rest of the world. Yeah, right, Kevin, you, you, you blue pilled me. All right, you got me. You because unless me. you know the per, pers- the the user in person, yeah. what they put online is all you're going to know about them. Right? Yeah. So we only know what's shown from uh, uh we only know uh about Justin about what is shown because what is shown is uh, I, what only like, I just Susan want his sees. name to actually also just be Justin. I mean. 
probably if he's like uncreative he'll just yes, put in his own name like some some a person like that would do <laughs> just i want people to know my name it sounds like uh the kind of person that would take their first name and then just add cr in the front <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to say some asshole <laughs> um <laughs> put the knife down put the knife down <laughs> Um, but yeah, I uh, must serve justice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm of the opinion that Justin just wanted to be like the top dog of this community that's a billion strong. So like right. that's power if you're able to be the top dog in that. And by taking down the dragon, uh, he thought that he would be able to be like just the best thing ever. So he was clout chasing. Yeah, he was clout chasing. So, I mean, like, I can understand that as, like, his major motivation. If, like, yeah. uh, this ne- if you're a detective and this next big case is going to get you promoted, which is kind of what's happening in the story. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, he's going to chase that. And he's going to do some scummy shit in order to do that. Like, kidnapping this a random wor- idol. This, this world's incarnation of Ariana Grande and yeah. saying, <laughs> I'm going to reveal to the world that you were on Sam and Cat. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> no, don't do that. <laughs> Please. Um Okay. I get your points I guess make sense. Yeah, I told I already said he blew. Oh uh, yeah, they they swallowed the pill. I still uh, Um I would still like more. At least some like maybe even a Yeah, no, it's a, there's a, there's something. a lot you can do with it. This is an entire world that um Hosoda's crafted and like but it's and, not it's I don't I don't expect any sequels or anything. Right. Like, there's never going to be one. Yeah. And it, that's fine. But like, that, like to create... I think another story in this world would be cool though. But but he's never going to do it. He's never going to do it. That's something I he's res- never gonna That's do something it. I like I am sad about but I highly respect about him is that he makes these movies and then he goes this is all you're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Like And then Boy, he goes back into the darkness. Like Boy and the Beast. Yeah. That was a whole ass like under universe he created yeah he did and he's just like yep that's it that's all you're getting be happy with it and everyone's like wait but what about these people nah Nah. you don't need to know about them that's it that's (laughs) all you get did you think they were important do we get them they served a purpose and that was we gonna get a manga no a book no an anime series fuck you you get a movie be happy with it. A drama CD? <laughs> <laughs> An audio book? <laughs> no. You get a nothing. stage play? Like, <laughs> no. A Yoko podcast? <laughs> no, that's... um. He makes a podcast no, and it just and says, no. Because we're in... It f- we've always been in this, but it feels more prevalent now than ever just because the internet has increased companies' ability to advertise and like try to build up hype for stuff. Where everything that comes out has to develop into some type of franchise or like right. cinematic universe or anything, mm-hmm. and, and this man just pulling out dimes like he it's just like... he he puts out a movie and he's like, "This is the story I wanted to tell. It's been told. I'm moving on to the next one." Yeah, I mean, like that. A lot of great directors and writers are like that. I mean, like uh, Bruce Nolan. Bruce Nolan. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> um, other than like Batman, he doesn't make franchises. No, he doesn't. And and I'm pretty sure like WB asked them to make Batman. I don't know. They did. Um, there's another director that. Uh, 
You could say Guillermo del Toro does that too. Because I don't. Made, yeah, I don't he think made he made Hellboy one and two, but all his other movies are completely independent from each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of them adaptations. So yeah, I'm. I'm but, assuming and, because and like something I do want to say is that we're not saying that directors that make franchises are bad directors. We're just saying that not every story has to be developed into a cinematic universe. Like, yeah. Star Wars was great up until the last three. <laughs> Mike, you cannot talk about Star Wars. <laughs> you said Attack of the Clones was the best Star Wars movie, and I wanted to hurt you. I said it's my favorite. There's a difference. You know you know That's what? not better. <laughs> you know what one-off movie I wish turned into a franchise? Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. Her eyes were too big for American audiences. They couldn't handle it. The movie is so good. No, <laughs> it, it, no, it, it, it fucking good. like sequel baits at the end. Like it does, it, it does like, so but hard. they're not going to do anything with Kevin's it. Kevin's going to try to slip this into every podcast that, just so he that, can. <laughs> that franchise is dead on arrival. <laughs> Shut they're up! Not going to do any more with it. <laughs> not it fucking blew Ghost in the Shell out of the water. You get the '80s anime adaptation and this movie and the <laughs> manga, and that's it. That's it. That's all you get. Um, sorry. Bring it up in the next uh, podcast. No, bring it up I, in the next uh, episode, and then we'll tell you the same thing. Once James Cameron, James Cameron finishes. Once Jim Cameron, <laughs> once Jimmy Cameron uh, finishes Avatar two, he's gonna go back into the drawing board and <laughs> and go to Robert Rodriguez and be like, "Hey, Alita two? and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, it's and, time." And that's gonna happen in the year twenty sixty. <laughs> and they all and they put on their shades that uh have leds in them and they're like let's do this <laughs> and they're also five thousand years old yeah. yeah here's the here's the kicker uh who bets that avatar 2 will come out before or after everyone's midlife crisis <laughs> everyone in the world <laughs> uh i i don't know i'm pretty sure the pandemic sped up a lot of people so <laughs> the weird I, thing about avatar 2 that gets memed a lot that makes me laugh is I never really realized it needed a uh, second. because it doesn't. Okay. But, like, when it came out, they were like, we're going to make Avatar. We are greenlit for Avatar. Th- two, three, and four. I think they're cleared for four movies. And... Wait, they're actually, they actually cleared for these movies and they haven't Like, way them? in advance, yeah. Yes, that's how it's happened. And, like, it's... And at this point, it's been... God, when did Avatar 1 come out? 09? I don't know. A long, long yeah, time ago. Yeah, it's come out uh, better than a decade. Ago. And Actually, hold on. Uh, sneak peek on the podcast. Hey, Kevin, can you move your car so my wife can come home? <laughs> sneak peek. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> Just stays there and goes <laughs> Patricia suffer. All um, right, everyone. Uh, keep busy. Yeah. Okay. Um. But Bell was good overall. I I'd recommend if you haven't seen Bell is definitely something. Even that if you, you don't like see. anime, it's just some bopping music. I think, yo. so. I think anime turns off a lot of people because of how cartoony it is and a lot of the tropes and that are associated also with it. Just the fandom itself is yeah. turns so many people away just on the fandom alone. And I'm like, guys, I know I'm trying. You just got to give it a try. Yeah. But no, Bell, I think. It, even if anime isn't your thing, please give it a try. It is a well-made movie. The soundtrack is impeccable. The writing's well done. And the visuals are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Nothing looks ugly in this movie. 
It all looks pretty. It all looks beautiful. It looks good. Um, but uh, one thing I did want to touch on with this movie is that, um, like I said, I, uh, Mamaru, he makes his movies tackle very adult concepts, but brings them down to a level that anyone who watches a movie will understand it. Now, Mirai, we went over, was kind of about a boy learning how to be a brother and grow up. Mm-hmm. The Girl Who Leapt Through Time is about a girl kind of understanding that actions that have taken place can't really be undone and that that's just kind of a part of growing up is living with your actions and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, This movie, I want to know what your thought of what the theme was. My thought is dealing with loss. And um, I want to say, not acceptance, what's the word I'm looking for? Um. basically dealing with loss and then being able to move forward it, like trying to or even i would say forgiveness i i know what you're trying to get at with acceptance and i can't think of the word either yeah you know what i'm like i know well, where you're going yeah, you, i can't remember the word spoilers for this part i i don't know skip like 10 ish seconds uh the the part where like she blames her mom <laughs> for basically dying on her and then her also now doing the same thing for like the two kids trying to help them out is kind of like the part i'm trying to talk about as far as like dealing with that part of like loss i guess forget you know forgiveness yeah it's definitely about just getting over trauma yeah and just under and trauma and loss and just understanding that like Cause a big thing for her was she's like, was I not good enough for her to right. like stick around for? When in reality, it was just her mom like this person was in danger, and I needed to help. Right, and she learned that lesson herself in the movie, and it's, it's, it's about getting over trauma and loss, but it's understanding that decisions that people make come from compassion. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah, And that compassion is what makes us human, I think. Maybe. (laughs) Um, Well, that's what I think. Because if you think about it, Justin didn't have any compassion. He just did what he thought was justice. He never looked into why someone was doing something. He was just like, well, you're doing what I don't like, so I'm going to dox you. No, um, actually, speaking of which, though, I think that was a compassion overall was i think a good message for this movie mm-hmm. because you see a lot of people just jumping to conclusions all over the place yeah for like in this movie which also is a very realistic depiction yeah of i want to say yeah. that like it's a very yeah it's super realistic and in how the internet um reacts to things because like uh, in other media and other stories uh someone gets big on the internet and they're universally loved and no one hates them um but in this one it's like bell gets huge Fifth, but like half of them still hate her because that's how the internet works. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, like realistically, like when she initially starts, like, singing, is just like, like shut up. Yeah, they're telling her to shut up and stuff. And there's like only one person that's like, that's pretty good. And after that one person says, they're like, you know what? Yeah, it that is was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, it was like people like stop, such a stop showing mind. off. Just yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's like yeah, such and, a high and, mind and of opinions. And it's it's like you know uh, you don't form an af- opinion until you like read someone else's on Letterboxd. but. <laughs> <laughs> but know? like yeah and like when she first uh like confronts heroes like oh my god like half of the world 
uh, uh, Hero's like, half of the world loves you. And Suze is like, yeah, but half of the world hates me. <laughs> you know and what? I loved, I loved her friend because she's just like, shut the fuck up. We're making this happen. Get back in there. <laughs> you, that, that just made my brain go boom. I just realized that's probably why I have the takes I do on certain movies. Because I don't really use the internet for like reviews or anything like that. I just kind of go and, and my opinion, yeah, it hurts you guys. But like, that's I what I... I pain. Thank, I don't on. know. I what, said some things. What are you trying to say, Mike? Like, Are uh, you trying to say my opinions are only fueled by the internet? <laughs> trying to talk um, me down right now, bro? Uh, you want to go, bro? You want to go? Don't don't make me sick the uh, Patreon fan on you. <laughs> fan? <laughs> 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 Patreon.com slash cinema. Um, uh, no, I... Kevin, you were gone at this point, but Mike and I were just saying, even if you're not a fan of like anime, you need to watch this movie. Yeah, because it's uh, uh overall, I the greatest part of the story is like, oh, technically on paper, it's a Beauty and the Beast adaptation. It's actually just a, um, a so child coping, um, uh, with her mother's death, uh, how it affects her relationship with her dad, um, and also like uh, a part of her life that she used to love, which was music and singing, and then how that gets taken away because it's connected to her mother, um, and then how to grow and get past through that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, almost a little bit like some of uh, other movies that deal with like the depression. Like once you get past like the certain barriers, you realize that uh, there's something on the other side of the depression wall, and you you have to find the power within yourself to get through it. Power within. Um, Good and job, it's Kevin. also about just reaching out to all those. That this sounds like a Lady Gaga song. Uh, it's it's just yeah, like we're all different uh there's behind the picture we show of ourselves on the internet um we all have our own problems and issues that right. we're hiding from the world uh and sometimes it's like you know it was important to reach out to lend them a hand saying that you're not alone i'm just gonna say kevin so compassion you- Mm-hmm. so what you're saying is when you send us a dick pic we need to send that you need to make sure you also <laughs> s- upload that to the internet yes and i'm also asking for you guys dick pics ah. <laughs> like send one please <sighs> okay. yes, it, it, click <laughs> but um the, do, do we, do, bro we, dick pics they're brick pics huh. so yeah if you were out of 10 what would you give this movie uh, there's still like several aspects of this movie i could go into um okay okay you want to go into them a, first before we do you want like rapid fire, or do you want to like actually like go balls deep into these? I want to ask points? you guys. Uh, the songs that she sings, other than "Lend Me Your Voice," which is explicitly written um, for the dragon, uh, like who is she talking about in these songs? Like "Gales of Song" and "Million Miles Away." Okay, rap. Gale, she is talking about her mom. Mm-hmm. And her coming up from underneath the depression and the loss. Mm-hmm. The wind, which is you, is lifting her out of her depression and out of her loss. Yeah. And it is also singing about her mom like a wind blowing through and impacting her, but then leaving mm-hmm. like the gale does. That was how I interpreted that song. Yeah. Uh. So this is much easier to under or, uh, it's much easier to understand it's uh, the image is a little bit clearer when you hear it in english 
Um, but when you when she first logs into you, uh, she starts singing a song. Now, when would she have had time to like write a song or anything? Because like this is the first time she ever like did this. But Unless she it also was... she also wrote songs though. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But uh, the thing that also clues you in is if you, um, uh, I believe the song is called Whispers on the Soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with the same motif that uh, Gales of Song does at the beginning. Um, and wh- Whispers is playing during a flashback of her childhood with her mother. Um, and so that clues you in on that. That song was written... That she wrote that song for her mom, and I would probably argue it's like, because uh, like it shows her room is filled with a bunch of papers with lyrics and shit and songs that she's written. Um, that uh, it, like that song was like for her mom. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you, Ritter. Uh, an- another thing that that kind of uh, elevates this entire movie for me is that uh, a million miles away. Um, gets referenced in a lot of earlier pieces of music um, uh, earlier in the movie where, uh, you know, like when the crowd, entire crowd is like singing, they're like chanting. Um, I can't, I, I need to play the song in my head in order to. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, uh, that melody mm-hmm. uh, plays when she's watching her, uh, mom try to save that girl in the river and so that is like evidence of her uh possibly writing a million miles away for also her mom um and uh, like that could possibly like 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 my heart my head canon is like that is like the song that she threw away in the trash when uh she was like super frustrated and shit like during the entire montage and flashback because I believe that's also the song that was playing. Um, like the, there are also like pieces of that song early on in the movie where it that uh, it's playing when she's thinking about her mom, uh, and then it all comes to a head when she takes this song that uh, she used to cope, it, like her magnum opus to cope and remember her mom, and like says to herself, like I need to use this that. Uh, this song that I was hoping to reach my mom with, I need to use it to reach these kids that really need my help right now. <laughs> Damn. So, How a million... will I reach these kids? <laughs> Way to go and <laughs> fucking ruin a moment. So, <laughs> a million miles away uh, can refer to my mom uh, up in the great uh, kingdom of God in the sky, but... I'm going to need your help, Mom, right now. I'm going to use this song to save these kids and help me find them. Which kind of also uh, is pushed more when you look at the like last scene of the movie where she like looks at the sky. And the, yeah. the movie ends at just them looking at fucking uh, Mufasa <laughs> yeah, in the sky. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. Again, another example of why the music is so good. Yeah. Man, you guys are so deep into this my brain is just like i feel like every time we do this podcast we like have mike as the everyday man i've said this poor everyday man everyday movie goer i'm weird i'm not even and the everyday see, man i'm just patrick the... star with the with, 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 with clapping his and hands assume, <laughs> <and> assume, <laughs> it's a giraffe 
what I really feel like. And as soon as Kevin and I start talking about it, Mike's like having galaxy brain going, oh, fuck, they're right. (laughs) Oh, fuck. You know, uh, they're... I do. (laughs) Like, fortunately, no one else sees this other than these two, but I always put my hands on my head when I reel out and I finally make a connection. I feel feel like I'm actively watching Mike's live reaction every time he watches a video essay on YouTube about, (laughs) like, a TV show or, like, a video game. Man, I was... uh... Uh, just as a side note, I was watching something about Winston Churchill, the Darkest Hour movie. Yes, I saw that. One. Yeah, I saw that because it was like nominated. Yeah, and I saw it, and I was like, "God damn, God damn, World War Two was lit." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it made me realize because uh, I didn't really, I don't know that much about the British. I didn't know that much about the British side of like World War Two. Oh, it was rough. Yeah, I didn't realize how rough though. Yeah, because all you knew was that we came in and took some names and just like, cool, don't bother me again. Save the world. <laughs> yeah, we, we just, you know, we went in, we did our job, and then we left. Kind As of. usual, America saved the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we established a bunch of bases everywhere. But anyways, that's then... the point. But no, like, it made me realize, like, uh, why they chose Winston Churchill and how, like, Parliament... Or how their parliament felt about it, and like all the 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 vicious things that Brit like the British stuff like go through. I was like, man, I didn't know anything about it. Wow. Yeah, you didn't know if you're gonna live throughout the day because you a- accidentally stayed out too late while the bombs were falling. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, oh my. Yeah. And uh, so World War Two sucked. <laughs> I mean, I understood World War Two sucked. But they don't really go into detail in American history in your or uh, in, in like eighth grade and seventh grade. I, I All love right? the way you said that so like defensively. Just like, yes, I know World War Two sucked, Kevin. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I read about it in our American textbooks. I was on the losing side. I mean, uh... <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna say. It. Never mind. Yeah, even the so, yeah, so the the bell soundtrack, like even the songs that you get, like you would like totally ignore, um, like actual, actual orchestral soundtrack. Yeah, so yeah. Slingshot is like a full on fucking jazz piece, and it's just a song that Ruka's playing on her saxophone. Yeah, and meanwhile, it's just a scene in the background while uh, Hiro and Suzu are just talking about how pretty she is. And how uh, Kamishin's being dorky. See, the thing is, I don't even know the names of these so- like these songs you guys are naming off because I didn't I didn't dig that deep. I just like yeah. the soundtrack, so I went one. on YouTube and I was like, set to playlist and play. <laughs> um, no, I. Oh God, we're starting to run a little long. Let's uh, out of ten recommendations. Kevin, you can go first. Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> After Kevin was just going, oh, the music. He's like two out of two. No. <laughs> um, Ritter? Uh, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten? Okay. I would say a solid, uh, I would say a solid seven or eight, closer to eight. But, uh, I would say my only takeaways, my only, like, negatives were just how much it seemed to borrow from the Disney Beauty and the Beast. But that was such a small portion of the movie that I could forgive it and give it the like seven point eight out of ten. Yeah, because uh, I definitely think it's probably like a seven out of ten story. 
but the music's like a 9 out of 10. We get it. We like the music. We get it? <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. get it. So, but, uh, yeah, I'd probably say about maybe, you get like, it. The music movie had good music. Yeah, so overall, I would I would have given it, like, an 8. It's really good. Oh. I liked it a lot. Oh. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. Well, with that, uh, we we're going to log off of you and uninstall our ASs and... Morpheus, take me out. <laughs> I'm gonna un- <laughs> I'm gonna unsubscribe to my Rotten Tomatoes account because I got bad tastes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us again for another week. Uh, as usual, you can find us at Twitter at Bun Cinema. If you wish to support us financially, you can find us at Patreon.com/CinemaBuns. Uh, every week, new episode. With that, I'm Ritter. I'm Mike. Bye. Bye.